All right, this is going to sound so weird. If you listen to our podcast at all, you'll know that Connor and I normally duet on the podcast intro, but he's not here this week. He's on holidays. So it would just be me going podcast, podcast, the podiest, podiest, podcast. And that just doesn't sound right, right? Anywho, on the show this week, we talked about a lot of things like dogs, dogs on the radio, dogs doing things for food. In other words, singing for their supper. We had a bit of fun with that. We had some Hollywood royalty. As for at least I think he's becoming Hollywood royalty. Donald Gleeson was on the show this week with us, with our man at the movies, Clint Treberg. And we also had another movie stars in the making. One bloke, three characters. All here on the Morning Glory podcast. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Can we talk movies? Yeah. Right. Producer Clint is back in. Uh, this time without the Irish accent He's Thank also goodness. our man at the movies Here at Radio Nova You got to hang out with somebody Who I think is fast becoming Hollywood royalty He seems to be in everything Doesn't he? He, he really is And you know Hang out Hang out the Marion No less In the, the suite At the top floor Oh is that oh, where it was? Yeah oh, okay. Donald, Me and Donald Gleeson Donald Gleeson huh? Now we're talking nice. Peter Rabbit of course Out in time for Easter Conveniently Oh yeah uh, You'll see the Cadbury chocolates You'll see the mashed potato You'll see all <laughs> sorts of stuff With Peter Rabbit's face on it And it is a fun film. The CGI in this is amazing. The hairs on Peter Rabbit are done so perfectly. It's like a real so rabbit. So the interaction between Donald in real life versus the character Peter Extraordinary. Rabbit cartoon drawn. Extraordinary. Right, okay. His little taste. This is James Corden, Peter Rabbit, okay. uh, meeting the big bad wolf. Come on in. We've got the garden. Help yourself to anything. Wait, didn't you try to eat me? Show me your teeth. Do like a goat, like... Argh. It was you! I knew it! How are you? So good to see you. <laughs> now, I know you don't like James, but I don't he... mind James. My I wife doesn't <laughs> like him at all. I despise him. Yeah, so does my wife. He's lovable in this. He's yeah. so okay, good. Okay, take your word for it. And the film is great. Rose Burns in there, My Country Woman, she plays the love interest. A load of great voices in there. Um, I sat down with Domo Gleeson and we talked about how... Donal. It... His name is... Do- don't call him Domal. <laughs> what did you call him? Domal. Domal. <laughs> Gleason. Forget the M yeah, and the it's H. Just All right. Anyway, <laughs> sat down, talked to your man about some film and how it's great for the whole family. This is what I've been hearing. It seems to have been going really, really well and keeping them engaged and keeping them laughing. And there's kind of nothing purer than that. There's kind of nothing better than just making a kid laugh. Like, that's the best thing in the world. So um, I'm happy. But then the kind of romantic angle with Rose, I've been told by a few people that their kid's only problem with it was the fact that we kissed during the movie <laughs> and they, they're not into that at all. So oh. that's kind of funny. Now, you work with my countrywoman, Rose Byrne. Uh, mm. What's it like? Uh, your first time with her and uh, creating that chemistry. Was that hard? I am a bit... It was not hard, no, no. <laughs> chemistry tends not to be hard with people who are really good. So I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best um, actresses in the in the world. You know, I've worked with Saoirse, um, I've worked with Margot Robbie, I've worked with Rose, I've, you know, I've worked with Alicia Vikander, all these amazing... Uh, Rachel McAdams, like these amazing people. And chemistry I've never found to be an issue because if they're really, really good actors, they'll make you feel at home. They'll make you want to kind of, you know, bounce off them metaphorically. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, very important. And so that, so that was kind of um, easy. And yeah, she's amazing in the film and amazing in everything. Right? And working with Peter, is mm. it a room with a <laughs> stuffed doll there uh, and you're trying to imagine James Corden's voice? How is it? Well, one of the conceits of the movie is that we never hear them talk. So, okay. um, so actually, ooh, that was good in a way because there wasn't a lot of back and forth, you know what I mean, with the rabbits in terms of dialogue. But the physical stuff was very, very tricky. I didn't, I didn't love that. 
Um, so that that was hard. But yeah, it, it's basically a variety of things. Sometimes it's a blue stick, sometimes it's a blue rabbit, sometimes it's nothing, sometimes it's a blue brick. It's always blue. Whatever, <laughs> okay. If there's something there, it's blue or it's invisible. So, yeah. I'm going to rewind. I know you've been reminded recently of your 1999 Malahide Community Greece performance. Um, that is very true. You yes. have been. Uh, yeah. Now, Marty, who I work with on the radio, his sister, Kathy Milliken, was oh, uh, wow. at, uh, in the. In, I think she was Rizzo while you were a T bird. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, you obviously went on to do something quite successful. She did not, even though she was Rizzo. Do you remember what Danny did or Danny. has done? Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing, Kevin. No, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing at the moment. My, uh, the guy who plays, who played Roger in it, I was Doody. The guy who played Roger in it is like still my best friend and uh, is in a band called De Laurentos, who are amazing. Yeah, who, doing you, right. should, you should roll into we De Laurentos at the end of yeah. this. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's still doing the music thing and doing very, very well. Um, but, you know, just because you don't do something in the area doesn't mean you're not doing well, you know, in life. <laughs> now, I do love your scream when you meet the pig in the film. Thank you very much. You also you. Um, famously screamed a little bit too excitedly when Jennifer Lawrence came onto the red carpet uh, <laughs> in London a little while. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite the ear-piercing scream. It's a good one, yeah. yeah. Is, is that something you learnt in acting school? Like, can you help teach me how to get this right? No, I think I've done it radio. too often. No, it, destroy, it blows out your voice as well. No, I did it in True Grit. Ah, like it is. It's very, very high. <laughs> I think it's got to be full-throated. I mean, you can't, you can't half do it. You've got to really, really project. Um, but I did it in a play when I was 19, and it got a laugh, so I guess I've just been getting the same laugh ever since. But it's not an acting school sort of... Uh, Never went to acting school, so that's all me. That's all, <laughs> that's all my, uh, my uh, feminine energy coming out in one burst. This, yeah. I think this is the same screen, Clint, that he uses when he was in the Walworth farce with his brother and his dad on the stage in the Olympia. It's so here's me awkwardly trying to get Donald Gleeson to scream for three minutes of my <laughs> seven minutes with him. He didn't do it. So, to paint the picture, this is when he meets the scary... Oh, not the scary he meets a pig in the movie <laughs> like, it's that's very a Simpson, isn't it that sounds like it came off a sound effect cd <laughs> no it's that's good all him apparently it's all him. very it's good that would hurt your throat i'm even coughing thinking of it mm -hmm. if there's an oscar for a scream he deserves it oh you know there'll be a nickelodeon junior award for best on-screen scream <laughs> If you want to see him scream, uh, the whole interview is on Facebook, uh, Radio Nova 100 on Facebook. Uh, you'll also see that Grease performance and you'll see me awkwardly try to give him an EpiPen. Oh, yeah. It'll all make sense in the oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, out of five stars, five carrots, what would you give? Oh, four carrots. Four carrots. Four carrots. For Peter Rabbit. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Ruth Scott, do you like a really hot bath? Now, hang on. You have a small child. What constitutes a high temperature in a child, isn't it? 37 oh, and a something. Oh, yeah, 36. Yeah, 36 so and a half. So, it's only four degrees warmer. Yeah, but when you put that into water terms, that seems pretty ridiculous to me. I, I like a bath that when you get in, you can only put in one foot and then kind of pull it out again and go... I don't ooh, like ooh, that ooh. bath. And then <laughs> we don't have a bath. What? No, we don't have a bath in our what? house. Yeah, which has made having a baby quite difficult because it oh, started yeah. in the sink and then went into a basin. Do you ever see people washing um, a cat in a shower? I know somebody whose cat climbed up their chimney one time and it was all sooty and they popped him in the, bo the bottom of the shower, closed the door and had to turn on the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a cruel way. I know it sounds no, cruel, but, but it wasn't. You know what, so you have no bath. No, I don't have a bath. Um, I have a anyway. six-foot bath, by the way. Oh, my missus will be around knocking on your door if well, she hears that. You tell her if she wants to wipe the tub after herself, she's more than welcome to come over. Right, Yeah. right, right. First How do you feel do about strangers in your bath? If they wipe the tub after them, I don't, don't mind. mind. Okay. I really don't mind. Hey, get this, right? Yeah. Um, there's been a, some research done on this, and basically spending a half hour... Yeah. 
in a bath yeah. is as good as a 30 minute walk. Okay, tiny problem here. Okay. You have your bath at 40 degrees. Mm. With the best will in the world, Irish houses are generally really badly insulated. Bathtubs, not insulated. That tub will not stay at 40 degrees for longer than about six well, or seven well, minutes. You, you keep doing the top up thing, don't you? With the foot. You, well, yeah, you, you, yeah. you hit the tap. Yeah. And you let a little bit more run. That's, now, that. that's the best feeling in the world. Now, some people don't have an immersion tank big enough for their baths. Oh, and right. that's a whole other problem. Well, now that's How are we going to burn problem? the calories then otherwise? <laughs> yeah. But isn't that weird? A hot bath can burn as many calories as a 30 minute walk, is what that's science phenomenal. is telling you. That. And well, then you get a great sweat on it. I always think your face feels lovely and clean and shiny afterwards. Dude, uh, when when we did have a bath, yeah. you'd get out and you, I would literally die afterwards. <laughs> I'd flop onto the bed and that would be it. You know, you'd just lie there wrapped in a towel and, and wake up the next morning. And they tell us that men don't have baths, that you're just all about oh, the showers. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, I do miss the old bath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss do you, the do bath. Do you have a puddle outside that you go and splash in just to recreate? <laughs> There's a lake. Yeah. A lake? Yeah, I jump into that every now and again. That, that's what you need to do from a hot bath into a cold but look we're not in Iceland we don't have all those fancy things going on this is on. true this is true do you ever go to those spas where you jump out of the hot spa and, and douse yourself in ice oh I've seen them that? yeah 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 I've that's seen them that's very fancy stuff there seems a bit torturous uh, though for a holiday absolutely it's supposed to be a yeah. weekend away relaxing but anyway uh, bear that in mind if so you're, don't bother doing the run no just go and sit in the hot bath for 30 minutes but it has to be 40 degrees so okay? get the thermometer from the kitchen and then stick it in. <laughs> Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Uh, Ruth Scott, you're not the biggest doggy person in the world, are you? Look, if you're a dog lover, you're not going to be bothered about this at all. You'll always be petting your little pooch. You'll always pat the little pooch. Well, it's very good for you. It's very good for you yourself. Yeah. It, it, it makes you feel good. It's well. proven. Well, if I had my glass, I put my glasses back on and say that in one study, this is me being the nerd. <clears throat> you're eight point six times more likely to be alive a year later if you have a dog that you pet than if you don't have a dog that you pet. So petting a dog lowers your blood pressure and your heart rate. Right. Um, so if you've had a heart attack, it's really good to have a dog around. Now that's lovely. I petted a dog yesterday, a, a strange dog on the street. A lady and her little, a little kid went by me, and the dog jumped on my foot, and he was just adorable. I'm not a dog lover. What is he? He was adorable. Oh, it's a tiny little thing. He was only because I said, "How old is he?" Four months. So, a really little ball of fluff. Okay. And I patted him with my left hand because I remember because I walked home like I had the Ebola virus on my left hand because I'm not a natural <laughs> dog petter. And so I went home and I washed my hands before, and I was like, "Don't scratch your face, whatever you do. Don't touch your eyes. Don't do anything. <laughs> don't put your fingers in your mouth. You're going to die." But apparently, it's easy to catch stuff from dogs. They say in the states, almost a quarter of a million Americans get stomach flu after they get a common bacteria found on the tail ends of dogs and cats. Because you see, the dogs are very flexible. And they can be licking themselves all over, which is then on their nose when that they is nuzzle up to you. That is the worst part of having a dog. When they lie on the mat in front yeah. of you at night and you're trying to watch a bit of telly or whatever, and all you can hear is... Oh, God. And you're just, you look down and it's... You know where it, the nose is. Oh, and then know, it's coming exactly. for you. And then it's like, hey, stop that. Frankie, stop that. <laughs> and then she comes over for a bit of a rub and you're like, yeah. ah, yeah, you're And do, do you let your dog lick your face? Because no. a lot of people do that. No. Do you ever see clips of people sometime where they let the dog lick them on the mouth? No. I wouldn't do that on a first date, let alone with a dog ever. <laughs> Should you, you be licked in the mouth on a first date anyway? <laughs> Should you be licked on any date? <laughs> my brother my brother and his family have a lovely dog and they they're real dog people, except my brother's not. Whatever it is about the Scots, we're not. And he pats the dog's underbelly with the top of his shoe. It was like he's shining his shoe on the dog's belly. Because he wants to show a bit of love and affection. But, but he's like, much. Oh, it just saves me washing my hands every time I pat the dog. 
Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Morning Glory at Nova. If you are a fan of Prince, you might want to check out Newbridge Silverware Museum of Style Icons. They have got loads of stuff that Prince had. It's going to be on exhibition there until Thursday, the 10th of May. So from that random fact to this random fact, Ruth Scott. Toilet paper is not something I enjoy talking about at this time of the day, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Um, There is talk that, you know, maybe there's a bit too much paper going down the drains. Oh, listen, as somebody who frequently (laughs) gets blocked drains. Oh, Oh, do you? Yeah. I yeah. don't know what you were going to say there. No, I was like, oh God. There's a problem at my building that the, mm. when it all hits to the road, it can get blocked up. Oh, and so no. I've, I've, yeah, every sort of three or four months I have to... Get down there yourself with mm. the long arm and a big high glove exactly. up to your armpit. Well, this Go might on. actually fix your problem for you because apparently there's somebody who has been using an alternative to toilet paper, which is basically sharing what they're calling a family cloth. This is, if you can imagine... Um, a, a pad of material like it's almost looks like the size of kitchen roll and then they're made of cotton and they're snap fasteners and they, they snap together and they roll up and then when like you go Like Velcro? The, kind of, yeah. How uncomfortable is Velcro on your well, arse? Well, you, you don't use the Velcro side on oh. your posterior so instead of using it once um, you, you use it and you throw it in a communal washing basket. Oh, this is gross. I'm sorry if you're having your breakfast or even alive listening to this. Why did you this. bring this up? I know, but it just seems like a weird idea and yet I kind of like the idea of an environmentally friendly now, I realise, like, when I was a kid, there was cloth hankies for blowing your nose. We didn't have paper tissues. Okay. Shapers, I must be from the dark ages. Right. right. Um, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I yeah, can remember. Yeah, but, the but this woman hankies. says she uses these cloths for onesies and she uses toilet paper for twosies. Okay. And then when she has guests around, she has the toilet paper out. Because let's face it, you don't want strangers using your cloths. No. And then she just throws them in the washing machine and hangs them out in the line. Like, Tiny little beach towels. But at least she's not doing in the twosies yeah. on the the reusable paper well, because uh, that would be just weird. Uh, That's like the cotton nappies thing that I don't get with children. Ah, uh, no. I love the idea. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm sorry, when a child poos as much as a child poos, yeah. there's no way that I'm going to be scraping it off into plastic well, bags or whatever I, I and washing the I think they use a little, a little inner on the, the cotton nappies now. Oh, do they? Um, I'm the youngest of eight. What, is that made of plastic? Pa- maybe, yeah. But there's less waste Pointless. generally. I'm the only one in my family of eight that disposable nappies were used on. The other seven had cloth nappies. So by the time your mum got to you, she just gave up. I'd say her hands were worn down to little stubs from washing all these nappies. I don't even know she had a washing machine. Here I mean, she, she probably had a hot potato in her pocket to keep her warm and bring a lump of turf to school. I don't know. I don't well, know common happened. after all, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're, we're saying today that if you want to use this, um, we won't judge you. We actually will. We'll judge you really severely <laughs> if you use these reusable cloths in your bathroom. I kind of like the idea of it though. I kind of like, I I know where she's going and why she wants to do it. Mm. Would I do it? Plant a tree. Not in a million years. Plant a tree. Right, so we can cut that down in future years and make bog roll out of it. (laughs) Morning Glory on Radio Nova. So a lot of fun with your dogs this week on the radio station. What we're doing with dogs is kind of the equivalent of putting a, a fluffy jumper on a dog, making it look cute. You reckon? We're making it sound cute. Do you think? 
Oh, it's no. kind of the, I think it's the equivalent of dressing up a dog. We went this week with Aldi and we've got a little competition called Your Doggy Singing for Its Supper and the prize is magnificent. It's great and we're we're very sort of gender equal here. One girl dog and one boy dog will win a year's supply of Aldi dog food. And now when it comes to feeding your best friend, Aldi has a great choice of dog food packed with all the essential nutrients they require at great value prices from premium hypoallergenic complete dog food, cans of meaty chunks, yum, natural dog treats. I shouldn't sound excited. Okay, Aldi will be pleased. In, you're happy. <laughs> available in all 130 Aldi stores nationwide. P.S. They also sell food for people as well they as dogs. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, and uh, very good value it is too. Right then, let's wrap this up because we need to get two winners, okay? Right. So each of these doggies is going to win a year's worth of Aldi doggy food. You know what? When I heard this during the week, mm-hmm. to me, this was just everything that we needed at Nova and a singing dog, right? <laughs> yeah. When a is dog, this the winner, this one? Well, this is the, the guy winner. I think I know which one this is. Do you? Is this the one I fell out of the seat for earlier yes. in the week? Oh! Let's bring on Sparky <laughs> again, doing his best Robert Plant. never want to hear a whole lot of love again without Sparky without on Sparky. it. Without Sparky. Right. Guest vocal Sparky. Yeah, yeah. Now, this one you think is slightly controversial and this is our female winner mm. and you're not that happy about this. I think she sounds a bit sad. Which is a reason for her to have a year's dog food taken care of. I get you. So yeah. this is a husky called Faya sitting up on the sofa howling at the window. <laughs> She sounds like a fire alarm. <laughs> Do you know what it sounds like a fire as well? engine. You know when a, a child starts to cry <laughs> and it starts really low and then it goes... <laughs> yeah. And then they... Yeah. Tears and snot yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just Poor Faya. I think someone combust. I know called her child Faya. Well, there's plenty of that going around. Nice That's name, okay. actually. Faya's a nice name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those are our winners. They well have done. won a year's free dog food from Aldi. Thank you, Aldi, for getting involved in this this week. Available at 130 Aldi stores nationwide. Faya and Sparky have got free food for a year. Yum. Really? Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Roots got in this week while Connor was away and there's a brand new Damo and Ivor movie in cinemas now, right? And it's a story of Damo and Ivor, the two brothers who, the twins we thought, who were separated at birth, one living on the fancy south side and one on the not so fancy part of the north side and then it turns out there's a third brother in the mix. It's here, Jojo's on the telly. We're going on a road trip. They burn some rubber and meet our brother. So, Ruth, there was an Irish premiere last night. Andy Quirk is with us because there's another red carpet event. Well, actually, when you do red carpet events, Andy, do you go as one of the boys or who? what's the story? Myself. Uh, just yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is it too difficult to go as Damo or Ivor? It's No, it's not even that. I just, you know, every interview and everything I've done, I've always done it in character. So, at least this time. I could do this myself. Have a bit of a laugh. Because you've a lot of. Ch- I mean, you could even choose from the third brother now. Because this is the plot of the film. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Yeah. 
John Joe the Traveller, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, for, for somebody who maybe watched you guys originally, you know, watched the television show, it all started on Republic of Telly, right? Yeah, so well, what would have happened first was I did first a little kind of like a sketch thing called Scangery Banger. Yeah. Then I did music videos. Yeah. And while I was doing the music videos, I was writing a TV show, did series one, series two. Um, but yeah, it started on Republic of Telly okay. by sending them in uh, a song called Everybody's Drinking. Then right. I was doing sketches with them. Yeah. And then from then on, I went to. And now you have a movie. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Yeah. So the three characters, I, I'm presuming you had like a nice six months period of time to make the films. You could adapt between each character. No. <laughs> How quick did you do it? So it was 20 days to make what? the film. Um, from start to finish? Yeah, from start to finish, yeah. The hours were crazy. But, uh, you know, I can't, I'm not complaining about it because I loved it. Like, it's the best days I could ever have. Yeah. Like, um, you take your break in the middle of the day, but I was just concerned about getting turned into another character. In that time. Me? In that time, yeah. In your so costume I kind of ate my lunch on the move if right. I could, yeah. So again, anyone who's not familiar with the whole backstory here, Damo is a bit rough and ready. Yeah. The other fella is Richie Rich, basically. Ivor is more like kind of lives a life of luxury since he was born. <laughs> over on the south side of Dublin. And, and the other lad? And then, Chonjo, like he's a traveller. I just keep on travelling all the time because I like travelling. You know? So this is the third brother that they're trying to find. Yeah. You see, the problem is... <laughs> Damo and Ivor in the movie, they're, they're, they're searching for John Joe, yeah. their long lost brother. But the problem is, when you're looking for a traveller, they keep on travelling. <laughs> so they're not going to be in the same place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What about if uh, Damo and Ivor were to go to a gig on the north side? I mean, would you get Ivor over to Croke Park to go to a gig? Well, well yeah, Rolling Stones, say, yeah. yeah. Normally, a couple of years ago, not a hope you'd get me over there. Not a chance. You're the type of guy that would a go to Rolling Stones. A couple of times I've flown over it in the jet, but <laughs> most times I wouldn't at all now. But now that I've got my brother with me, yeah, I've got your back, Woody. So, <laughs> you know, Damo will be bringing him over. So, he'd be, you know, he'd be underneath his wing, he'd be grand. Damo could be selling hats and scarves outside, outside the concerts. Pro, and he'd be grand, the other yeah. be going in with the, with the jumper <laughs> oh, over yeah. the shoulders. Now, you had the Irish premiere last night. It was rescheduled because of the snow and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a London premiere on Friday. Yeah. You're, you're going to be back in the jet for this one to get yeah, you over flying there. Flying over in the jet. <laughs> or even the yacht. And what about other other countries getting to see Damon and Ivor so the movie? So, we don't know kind of where it stands at the moment, but we'll see what way it works out. I think in actually in Australia would still do yeah. pretty well. Should do, yeah. Um, it's all based on the language barrier. Yeah. Um, I think every Who'll every country, yeah. yeah, I think everybody, every country in the world almost has a rough side and a, and a very kind of like soft, posh kind of side. Absolutely. So I think people will understand those characters if they can understand what they're actually saying. I was going to say, but, I want to watch this with subtitles in other, you know, in other English speaking yeah, countries. Yeah, funny to see Damo with the French, yeah, yeah, French yeah. coming up with the title. <laughs> Ooh la la. No, wow. matter, no matter what he says, it'll be beautiful because it's in French. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah of course, fantastic. Yeah. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Morning Glories podcast. We'll do it all again next Friday. Same bat channel, same bat time.